Hello, Grey Wolves. Hello, uh, premium subscribers. This is your bonus show for the week. And uh, I'm here with Matt and Felix, as usual, but we have a premium guest for you uh, this week as well. We are talking to Rokaya Chamsadeen. Hello. How are you guys today? We're doing well. Um, you are calling in all the way from Sydney, Australia. We are once again uh, bridging uh, time and space through the magic of the internet. I'm in the future, but, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in a future that has already happened. Um, can you tell? Can you tell tell the listeners just you know from the future? Has Bernie renounced his attacks on WOC? No, he has not actually. And we're um, in God, the midst of it. a horrible world war at the moment. So I think you should prepare yourselves, definitely. And Hillary Clinton is uh, president. We're that far in advance, so. Wow. Is Mitt Brady okay, then? I, I have no idea. I haven't heard back from him in a while, so. Hey, all uh, thoughts and prayers are with Mitt Brady. He's <laughs> <laughs> a top bloke, that one. Last I heard, Mitt Brady was drinking his own urine. <laughs> <laughs> He's surviving in a kangaroo's pouch drinking his own urine. <laughs> That's actually a really good fucking Australian accent, man. I get that all the time, thank you. <laughs> so, our plan to have you on was uh, we, we wanted to discuss with you um, the topic of bougie feminism, which is something that has come up uh, both directly and indirectly uh, on our on our shows prior to this one, and we figured you would be a, a good guest to have on, perhaps to discuss it uh, more in depth. Um, you've written a series of articles uh, at um, at shadowproof.com and uh, your own blog, uh, sort of critiquing uh, this what you refer to as sort of bougie or bourgeois feminism. So I, I think to start, maybe, um, how would you define bougie feminism and who are some of its like most um, adept practitioners as of late? Well, I think the easiest way to think of it without... Because I... <laughs> I've, I've tried to veer away from using too much academic lingo because I think everyone should be able to access what we're talking about. But basically, liberal feminists or bourgeois feminists are worried about gaining access to establishment class type positions for women rather than tearing down um, forms of systemic uh, you know, sexism. So they're concerned with women joining the establishment class. They want women to become CEOs and on the board of such and such. And that's why the position of Hillary Clinton now is so important to them because it is a symbolism. It is the, uh, the, the, you know, the most, um, the most popular position, the greatest position that a woman can attain that being, um, becoming the president of the world's most powerful country. So uh, the easiest way to think about it is women who want the lot of us, specifically women, to gain establishment class positions. They're not, they're, they don't want to destroy anything. They're not here to dismantle anything. They want to join the positions that are already available that women don't have access to. So I think that's the easiest way to think about it. Now, the greatest... Um, uh, practitioners of it or the people that write about this shit, you know, relentlessly are people like Jessica Valenti or Amanda Marcotte. 
um, the people that I'm sure we are all just so excited to read recycle the same boring, tired shit every single week, specifically Amanda. Um, so, yeah, that's how that's the easiest way you should be able to look at it. And Marxist feminism or uh, well, that's the feminism that I would ascribe to um, looks at it as something that, you know, we need to dismantle the systems that are in place rather than try and, you know, join everybody else. I don't want to be a CEO. I want to make sure women have access to health care, universal health care. I want to make sure women have access to free education. I'm not here so all, you know, every woman becomes uh, enlisted in private education or becomes, you know, joins the board of some high platform company. That's not what I'm here for, but that is what they're here for. Um, hold on, hold on. I take issue with something Rakea Rake said. Uh, as a male feminist, <laughs> the, most, the most important type of feminist, uh, <laughs> I take issue with you saying that Amanda Marcotte shits out the same thing every week. Uh, excuse me. Um, this week she had a great take about the toxic masculinity oh, of Captain America. Did she really? <laughs> and I'll yeah, have though, you all know that I'm offended by you saying that she shits out articles. She gives birth to these articles naturally <laughs> in a pool surrounded by friends, families, and trained doulas. And those, chil- those articles are all indigo children. <laughs> I would love to eat the placenta of her articles. <laughs> I did. It was fantastic. So, Felix, are you the Matt? What's, yes. what's that guy's name, I, Matt t- I told Matt McGorry how to be feminist. Uh, I told him how to be vulnerable. I told him how to keep elevators free of abusers. You're uh, basically the Liam Neeson to his Christian Bale in Batman Begins. Exactly. And he's <laughs> I like he's going to end up like killing me because I told him that he didn't go far enough in being an ally. <laughs> And that guy creeps me the hell out, really. Oh, what's creepy about him? I mean, it's not like you we've ever seen like a huge like a guy who self-identifies as a male feminist and makes huge public displays of his own uh, his own acts of benevolence and tolerance uh, actually turn out to be a fucking sexually demented creep. <laughs> it's not like that ever happens I mean, every day. It's not like reality it. warning signs like the Instagram post where he he cut off other women's nipples and put them on his chest. It <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah. all like a Buffalo Bill ass thing to do. <laughs> I I'm so glad that I had no idea that that occurred. I I'm just I'm so creeped out right now. Buffalo Bill was an ally. He wanted to like live as a woman. He wanted to experience what oppression was like firsthand. God. Yeah, when Buffalo Bill was like, "Are you a bar? Are you a bar?" Thought as eleven. That was like that was like him doing body acceptance. <laughs> This is taking a this is taking a dark turn already, which is great. But um, getting back to what you were saying about um, the, this particular brand of feminism being more about um, women gaining access to certain, like the highest echelons of certain elite professions and being represented in them, um, be it politics or otherwise. And I think um, like the thing that I always think about. Um, like I think it is the best summation of this kind of um, ideology was uh, described by Adolf Reed in his kind of critique of neoliberal identity politics, where if you take into its logical extreme, like as long as like the top one percent of our society reflects um, accurately the sort of demographic makeup of the society with the correct proportion of women, you know, uh, gays and lesbians, African-Americans, et cetera, et cetera, um, then the essential, 
the fact that they are in the 1% and the systematic inequalities which they reproduce over and over and over again aren't really a problem because if everyone at the top reflects, you know, this diversity and this representation, then the fundamental problems and like, you know, the gaping uh, wealth inequality or other forms of oppression uh, are sort of collapsed into that. I, I think I saw a meme that because I mean, I, it's easier to describe things in memes, but it said something like add glitter to patriarchy and you have liberal feminism. And I think that's a pretty good way of looking at this. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I'm just thinking of all the writers, Jessica Valenti, Amanda Marcotte, Courtney Enlow, who wrote the all caps defense of Hillary Clinton. Oh, man. That was good. Oh, I, I, Christ. I like that one. I like that one when she like says that trans people were invented in the last two years. Oh, God. Oh, is Horrible. that when she was like defending? Trans yeah. people like Palestinians are an invented uh, people. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, like the, these people, these Jesus. people are terrible. And yet if you go to their pages, you go to their articles you see just a, a you know just a flood of people talking as though they've written some beautiful magnum opus that hasn't been written before i mean they're all they are all it's as if they have a meeting every week and they're like okay which one of us is going to write some tepid bullshit talking about white boys and feminism oh yeah you okay yeah go ahead you know what i mean and they they reject all types of conversations around class they completely reject it i mean a new thing that's going on is trying to talk about communism as if it's a quote white thing um and then ignoring all the leftist women who come at them and say yeah no that's you know that's not going to work so they reject all talks of class they try to have their little back and forth fights with white men by attaching it to the conversation about socialism and communism and what have you and it's just it's a crock of shit at the end of the day i was just gonna say that how as you say they will debate white men all day to sort of prove the point but they their only response to women is to completely ignore them like the moment that they acknowledge that they exist it totally collapses the entire argument so they just do one better and literally erase them. Yeah, from and the I mean, I know for a fact that some of these women have read. Look, I'm not. I really am not anyone special. And people have written articles about bourgeois feminism for ages. Like a angry black lady was making fun of that term. Think, and then someone responded to her by uh, saying, "Oh, this is where it comes from." As though I had made it up. You know, I didn't make it up. I wish I did. I wish I came up with it. But it is something that's been in existence for a long fucking time. And so what they do is, I mean, it's it's their gameplay. It's it's formulaic. They they continue to harp on about white men so they can easily erase all the other women. I've been, I know I've been muted by countless of these people, and I, I finally get blocked after. I, one of the things that got me blocked um, by Sadie Doyle was telling, saying something like, "Does Sadie Doyle know she's a white woman?" Because the way they talk, you think that <laughs> you think that they don't fucking know that Hillary Clinton and they are white women. You know, what one I mean? of the best uh, one of the best things I saw on Twitter this week was uh, someone uh, just tweeted that um, basically uh, liberal media Twitter is in 2016 is just white people um accusing other white people being of being white. white yeah exactly that is <laughs> that is all that it is every single day and i don't under like i sit back for a second and i'm like what the fuck are they smoking do do they not realize like it's it reminds me of what clara jaffrey after the lemonade video went out clara jaffrey who thinks homeless people are some type of bug <laughs> uh, goes uh she goes hell not if they take 
takes Jay after this, I'm going to feel manipulated AF. <laughs> and I'm like, put the cooking sherry the? down. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a they're doing a minstrel show for them and their friends, but also like using it to call everyone else racist. It's the most fucked it's, up, it, bizarre. thing No, in the Felix, world. I, like that's a really good point. Like there there is like a great deal of it, and like I said, all, the vast majority of these people are kind of like, you know upper middle class white women and there is a definite thing they do with like gifts and images to sort of like make uh black women and black people in general kind of like their avatars or like they're like you know they're, they're representatives of them personally and their feelings about hillary clinton uh, and i mean i i've yeah, changed yeah. The, i've changed how i talk about social justice because of these people um i i wouldn't say i was a part of social justice groups but i i was Well, I kind of was in a way, but not in depth. And then I came to realize that a lot of these people, because they've had power taken away from them, then go on these massive fucking power trips trying to get people fired or dragging people for making what I like. Sometimes it's just like just silly mistakes. And I mean, then I'm looking at how they just they talk about people, especially the white allies, how they talk about people of color and bodies and they don't re- you know they don't refer to oh, people man. as human beings sorry anymore. just as an aside uh using the word bodies in any context other than to just refer to a cadaver is like my new pet peeve yeah. it's the oh, new thing every, it's the new thing Holy every fuck it's the weird. new thing every dumb person does to sound smart oh, it's exactly. like exactly and i and look i even use that in articles that i wrote a couple years ago because i was thinking oh okay this is a new language that we're adopting i'm gonna adopt it as well without even and I'll fully admit, without even fully under fully understanding why that was so fucking gross, until I had a conversation with Douglas Williams from the South Lawn, and he said, "Why are people using that kind of language to refer to black people, to refer to brown people, talking about them as though they're they're dead, as as though they're?" It's just. And then you step back and you're like, wow, yeah, why am I calling these people bodies? But now it is so common to hear people talk like that because it makes them. It's woke. so common. And it's just like, yeah, like there's un- there's no circumstance in-, in which it's invoked in which the word person or people would is not totally appropriate. Right. Yeah, but that's just it, man. They're not people in white supremacy. Yeah, no, I, I suppose that's the justification for it, but it- it's a really annoying tick yeah, in-, in a lot of, re- of writing now. It just goes back to then thinking, why are they reaffirming this kind of language? And look, I can understand... There are people using it now because it's it's become commonplace. It's now part of general, you know, vernacular to talk about people in this way to seem as though you know what the fuck you're talking about. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of this is going to change. I'm like I said, I've moved away from these circles because I saw how damaging they were, how pointless they were. Um, they don't. A lot of them do not want to organize. They just want to have you know whinge fests all the time about the most banal, ridiculous shit. Um, And look, it all bleeds into things like what we've seen in the New York Times, what we've seen in the Washington Post about, you know, the persecuted Hillary people who are now hiding (laughs) away in safe spaces because the mad white men, the Bernie bros, are coming at them with pitchforks and sides and God knows what else. This is like, uh, this is, it's like, hey, hey, (laughs) my niece, my niece, Tamitha, was forced to communicate with smoke signals and uh, invisible ink with her friends to organize a brunch. 
Don't you tell me that now that, that isn't real. Now, I mean, when you when you when you think about it, starting a closed Facebook group is exactly like the underground railroad. <laughs> no, this is uh, now that uh, now that Hillary has won and it's like safe for these people to come out. It's just like the end of Dark Knight Rises, where the Gotham City Police Department like uh, digs up all their uniforms and decides to confront Bane on the steps of uh, City Hall. <laughs> Yeah, and Hillary is like Dark Batman. She's like <laughs> you merely adopted fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. I was born into it, molded by it. Watch me whip and watch me nay nay. <laughs> and when we have universal health care, uh, then I will allow you to die. <laughs> B- Bernie Bane, file that one away in the uh, the Chapo screenplay uh, file. No, I you you I mean you know, and obviously the election has just sort of supercharged all of these this kind of simmering uh, idiocy and really given these people like they're they're really feeling their oats now. And and you wrote this article rejecting bourgeois feminism. You wrote this back in January of this year, and I just want to read a little bit from this article that you wrote um, on your own blog. Uh, you're speaking, of course, about people like uh, Valenti and Amanda Marcotte and Jill Filipovic. Uh, you said their works in defense of Clinton hinge on emotion and a perspective future that has no basis in reality, especially when one examines her history as Secretary of State. Their arguments are bolstered by superficial social justice performances and liberal neologisms, wherein policy is simply an aside rather than the very heart of the matter. When faced with policy issues, their critics are often told that Clinton is problematic and that she has, quote, some issues or something similar. They refuse to engage with material concerns, reject internationalism almost outright, and rummage through a laundry list of accusations against Bernie bros, even when vocal detractors are women. And, you know, what's so amazing to me about this is like, I could see how this would sort of make sense if Hillary was facing sort of a populist insurgency from someone like Jim Webb, who made some noises about economic populism, but is basically a caveman in every other regard. But like Bernie Sanders, if anything, has a much better and longer record of supporting women's and gay rights in particular than Hillary Clinton does. Right. I mean, she she loves to take advantage of, you know, um, political climates that are if they're veering one way, she has to jump in and then she'll change her mind and people will try and frame that as, oh, she's growing, she's evolving. And that's, on Twitter, I've described that, I've, I've described her as like a Pokemon. She keeps just fucking evolving and she's not <laughs> fucking stopping, you know? The presidency will be her final form, though, when she uh, gets into 1600 Pennsylvania Hillary Avenue. Hillary Rodham Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say about her her just learning. I actually, uh, while we were, I looked up the all caps rant from uh, Courtney Enton, and uh, this is what she says about that. Is that Harry Enton's sister? <laughs> Wait, what's her? Forecaster Enton. Enlow. Sorry, Enlow. I'm getting this. Uh, oh, Courtney Enlow. I got excited. <laughs> she, she, Courtney writes in all caps, you don't like that she had certain now unacceptable policies back in the 90s? Hey, I get that that shit seems like last week, but it was another goddamn world entirely. I get this, we all just think we're just the universe's bestest humans, but most of this country just learned trans people exist like yesterday. Let's not pretend we've been the most inclusive, progressive, super cool peeps for like a thousand years now. I mean, that article... <laughs> That article was, look, I told myself when the election started, I don't, I'm not going to write about this shit. I do not want to write about this shit. And now 
the main thing I'm connected with is writing about this shit. Like I, people know I'm for PSL. I want to vote for Lariva, but all of these liberals have pushed me into defending, you know, center left type people. And it, it just hurts my brain. But that article drove me out of my mind because it was so ridiculous. It was literally just someone bashing a bunch of fucking keys together using liberal neologisms and thinking, wow, I'm super woke now. Like, I just learned trans people existed yesterday. Do you want everyone to be as, you know, profound and knowledgeable as you? It, it was ridiculous. And everyone kept praising it. And so it pushed me into writing a response because it, it was just, it just blew my mind that people will continue to use marginalized communities as pets. They're using us like trophies. Oh, well, you know, the people of color over here, oh, you know, those otherized communities. And they'll use these terms without knowing what the fuck they mean and how the people that even came up with those terms despise the establishment class that um, people like Courtney Enlow and Valenti are trying to join. I, I like, I, I, I like, um, all these people, like when they talk about reconciling monstrous policy decisions and public statements, they sound they sound like every Twitter guy who's ever get gotten caught xeroxing his nutsack and <laughs> every fucking girl that follows him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a lot to learn. Uh you know what? Uh this is constructive. Uh you know what? We grow a lot as people. It's like no, you don't grow, you just got caught being a fucking idiot. You know, and it's it, it's like the uh the thing the John Avarosis thing we've talked about where he's like yeah, she voted for the Iraq War. That was like 13 years ago. Does anyone remember? I don't remember how I voted. I don't remember. Yeah, you know, does anyone remember how they really felt back then? You know, it's, that's actually it's, that was the basis for Operation Paperclip when we hired all these former Nazi scientists during the Cold War. It was like that was so long ago. Who even remembers? It was so if long you're ago. Like but, pro or anti Holocaust? It was so long ago. But I'm talking about going to the moon. That's what I'm talk, talking about. I'm talking about going <laughs> yeah, to the I mean, moon. Who amongst us has not used slave labor from the Ravensbrück Council? Concentration <laughs> to, construct, to construct weapons of mass destruction, but I mean the thing that makes it so obvious and 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 just revolting is is they talk about the journey. Oh, you know, I used to do all this terrible shit, but now I say the right words, and you have to give me credit for that. It's like these people are like fucking Harry Potter, and there's a reason they love Harry fucking Potter. So <laughs> that vision of politics where it's just using words is fucking invocations like that's it it that's that to actually uh, if they say the right words while waving their fucking wand then they're then they're beyond reproach and so you can't actually judge you by former statements or former actions well, because now they're using the right words Matt, well here's here's courtney right now uh she says I'm not saying there aren't reasons someone should dislike Hillary or prefer Bernie. That's fine. That is your journey. <laughs> it's like, we're, it's all, like DMT. we're all just on a journey here. We're all just on a journey together, and sometimes the journey changes. But uh, here- You know, I took a lot of DMT, and I experienced ego death, and I came out of the other side realizing that uh, we need more arms to Syrian rebels. Oh, guys, that reminds me. That reminds me. Um Look, I wrote, I write about a lot about why you should be an internationalist, why it's important to build solidarity with international communities, and a lot of these people rebuff that. They're 
they they're international so far as oh it's really sad that these people died um yeah it's not clinton's fault because you know she wasn't the one who killed them she was just the one who oversaw them and she had to because she had no choice and i i saw a conversation with the owner of the cult shakesville melissa McEwen, and someone and someone told her was talking to her about how hillary clinton's clinton foundation has taken money from saudi arabia and then provided them with arms and melissa McEwen responded with literally um a url to a youtube page of fart noises so there you go (laughs) yeah yeah look um I think that's actually the sound they play over loudspeakers when they decapitate people for speaking out against the regime or being gay. So, yeah. Here's a fun fact, though. The um, To comment on the Shakespeare, Shakespeare blog or become a member, you have to read a, uh, a contract that is actually longer than Obamacare. <laughs> no, and not, do you know what's creepy about that is that if you comment in a way that she doesn't like, she will literally go in there and change the comment and then write underneath that this comment was changed for not following the rules. So <laughs> the commissar vanishes. It is insane. I, I like I, I like I like people that take the uh, the exact rules of the cultural revolution and bring it to their <laughs> shitty blog. Um uh, here's another one. Uh, this this is a this is real this is a really good example. This is actually one of my favorites um, from one, from uh, your article at uh, Shadowproof. This is a great example. Uh, the speaking this is about Jill Filipovic. You write uh, next in what can only be viewed as another desperate attempt to push back against Hillary Clinton's critics. Jill Filipovic, former columnist for the Guardian and Cosmopolitan, recently tweeted, "At this point." Wall Street is basically the left's version of radical Islamic terrorism in all its flattering bogeymanism. <laughs> Filipovic went on to say, rein in the banks and prosecute white-collar criminals, but so much of the political conversation is hysterical and stupid. <laughs> yeah, I can't... I, who doesn't for, remember when Bernie demanded drone strikes against Lloyd Blankfein and Jamie Dimon? Remember when that happened? But I, 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 I would actually be in favor of that, so maybe she has a point. Well, here. yeah, I'm, I'm all in favor of treating Wall Street like radical Islamic terrorists, but... That would imagine if like they did what they do with Taliban. You find someone loosely associated, like you get a fucking Goldman Sachs first year summer intern, and you put them all on a camp in Cuba and pull their fingernails out. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. You yeah, admit. see, that's the thing. It's like she's actually convinced me that we should do this because this sounds awesome. Some fucking finance douche like just tanked on Grey Goose and cocaine at fucking scores, and the, and the fucking SEAL Team Six shows up, black bags them puts him in the fucking black site in Poland and fucking pulls his pubes out, I would be in favor of that. What, what part of that does not sound appealing? <laughs> Raising the meatpacking district on a Friday or Saturday night in Manhattan, I would, I would... Oh, my God. Every every steak that costs more than $50 retail gets poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, like Al-Qaeda, there are... Almost the limitless supplies of number twos and threes at Goldman Sachs. I, I, there's something interesting. If you really drill down with these people and, and confront them, as, as we're talking about, with the actual consequences of Hillary's and Obama's, too, because most of these people love Obama, uh, decisions, both domestically and foreign, in foreign policy, the, if you actually have, make them deal, really grapple with them and not just res, respond with a Khaleesi gif, the response is inevitably they had no other choice. And so they actually contain within their their critique of the system is as 
radical, really, as you could want, in that they acknowledge that there are structural constraints on any elected official. But the response to that is not, well, the only, you know, the only uh, thing that can defeat that is mass popular organization along a radical access that can challenge it. Instead, it's if you can't beat them, join them. Like, that's it. They confront the horror of American uh, imperial hegemony and say, well, we're not going to do it. There's no way to change that without talking to gross poor people. So we're just going to basically racially and gender-wise integrate the, the top echelons. And they try to frame it, it as, as a pragmatism. That, that is her, that is the Hillary Clinton, what she epitomizes, pragmatism. We have to make concessions. Everything will come by and by through incrementalism. And, and it just goes to show you that these people are not concerned with, with change, with dismantling anything, with even disrupting anything. I mean, look at how they respond to even what I, I'd consider benign criticisms of Hillary Clinton by Bernie Sanders supporters. They... That just goes to show they're incapable of coming at this in a way where they will ever challenge her policy-wise. I mean, look at Obama. A lot of the left said, we have to challenge him. He's not, he, he's not going to be a good candidate. He's going to fall through. He's, he said, I mean, I talked on my podcast um, the other day with Douglas Williams and Cato of Utica on Twitter about how Obama was saying, I'm going to stand on that picket line. And he was like, where was that guy? He never stood on any fucking picket line. He, he just fell through. He didn't stand up for the working class. And it's the same thing with Hillary Clinton. These people are so enthralled. They're so, they're just captivated by her empty rhetoric. And then when you slam them with policy, you say, no, look, she's shown you that she lies. She's shown you that not only does she lie, but she does it so effortlessly that you need to worry. She's shown you that there is no war that she does not love and support. I mean, now she's supporting the call to draft women into combat and that people are hailing that as something feminist, something to be proud of. And that goes back to the bourgeois feminism. That goes back to liberal feminism to think that drone operators are fucking feminists, that we need to work towards becoming those people, to work towards bringing those people, to, you know, towards the top. This is their idea of feminism. This is why they uh, they refuse to go up against us. They refuse to, to agree to debate us on policy because they're incapable. And then it falls back to, well, okay, she's horrible. Bernie isn't, uh, you know, that great either. You want Trump. And then it falls back into what people call the spoiler mythology. They go back saying, well, if you don't vote for her, it's like the whole Nader thing, even though fucking Gore lost his own goddamn home state. These people don't think. They just regurgitate every form of bullshit that we've been fed over the years, and they won't ever change. This is going to get a whole lot fucking worse. You, you think Jessica Valenti and Amanda Marcotte are bad now? Just wait. Just wait until the general election. You are going to lose your goddamn mind. <clears throat> I mean, Jessica Valenti just has a had a book that came out. Bert Scott voice. Can't wait! <laughs> that's being, uh, you know, I, I've yet to read even a single uh, negative review of uh, Jessica Valenti's book. And uh, actually, uh, Chapo listeners, this is a little preview of things to come. But um, yeah, no, I mean, th 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 you're absolutely right. This is a, a movement um, in ascendance right now. And what I got to say to that is Lady General of Petraeus, bitches get shit done. Mic drop. There you go. That's exactly what they want. Imagine imagine if it was uh, Stacey McChrystal 
<laughs> running the operation in Afghanistan. Yeah. You need to work on that. Hey, look, this is what I gotta say. No, like no woman who's ever stepping out on her husband would give her side piece classified CIA documents. That's all I gotta say, folks. Yeah. W- women are smarter than that. <laughs> women know how to cheat. <laughs> look, here's another thing I want I want to bring up, and uh, we you know we we've touched on this before about like what, this idea of representation being sort of the highest political or, or social value but it's and and then and then you know what matt's matt made a joke about khaleesi gifts and we've talked about beyonce and harry potter and i want to talk about like the way in which popular culture becomes such an important um sort of i don't know vector for this kind of thinking it becomes like the representation and of and consumption of popular culture becomes kind of like a political um I don't know, praxis to use a, an annoying word yeah. that I hate. <laughs> no, the core issue there is um, the need to sort of make themselves relevant today to speak in the language that they think everyone else is speaking in. That's why you find these women who are, I'm going to be ageist here, women in their 50s. They're, I mean, let's be honest, soccer moms. Yeah, exactly. Like wearing their jeans up to their nipples kind of stuff. Like they're writing about how uh, Donald Trump is the eye of Sauron and fucking what's his name Bernie Sanders is like the one of the bad Golem. guys like I, I don't even know like I don't even watch much TV or movies but they're picking up on these things and then like the Rebecca Tracer she's not an older woman but the, the Rebecca Tracer profile on Hillary Clinton she wrote you need to I need to pick that up she wrote some paragraph that was so laughably dumb I stood back and I'm like I've never seen these movies but what the fuck is she talking about why did she even embed these um pop culture references into a paragraph about hillary clinton i I just don't understand and and look like i said it boils down to the need to make everything relevant oh she's the cool candidate oh this person is so i'm in the know this person is so relevant to me like it's a whole show in three emojis how student loan debt has affected you you know what i mean it's just ridiculous Bernie is ratchet AF, y'all. <laughs> and you know, and of course, this is um, contrasted with the Sanders campaign, which has you know um, motivated and inspired young people in this country in, in a way, probably even more so than Obama did in in '08. He got more youth votes by uh, half a million than Obama, which is erasing. It's erasure to do that. <laughs> it's it's. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. It's like these people are living in an alternate universe that I would never want to occupy no matter what. Yeah, it would be horrifying. I mean, you wake up every day and people commenting on your Facebook. It's the same as uh, fucking orcs storming your castle and shooting you with arrows and murdering you. Every every single online argument you get into is a moral battle that you barely survive. Every Every criticism of you is rooted in sexism and racism, even though you're white. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds fucking awful. It sounds like these people live in a combination of Mississippi burning and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And they're just getting fucked up with arrows and spells every day. But at the, you know what? I got to give them credit because at the end of the day, they're like, uh, here's my medicine, wine. And it's like, really? You, just, you described a fucking horrible life you're living right now.
I, I finally found that um, paragraph from Rebecca Traster, her profile, her desperate attempt to basically humanize Hillary Clinton. She writes, uh, quote, to her critics, she's Lady Macbeth. To her adherents, Joan of Arc. As a young Hillary hater, I often compared her to Darth Vader, more machine than woman, her humanity ever more shrouded by dark side gadgetry. These days, I think of her as General Leah, no longer a rebel princess. She has made a wry peace with her rakish mate and her controversial <sighs> hair and is hard at work oh, mounting a God. campaign against the fascistic first order. Wow. Whatever whatever, <laughs> whatever uh, fucking morphine does to you when it hits your opioid receptors and you feel great when you're in the hospital or whatever, this does the opposite to me. <laughs> I want to burn down my fucking apartment yeah, now. now uh, when I was younger, I compared her to Darth Vader as a younger stupid person, <laughs> but now as an older stupid She should have just stuck friend. with... And of course, when they say that, it means like, that's the thing. Uh, a, like half of the people who are now on Team Hillary were Obama supporters in 08. And so they turn to the kids and they go, hey, man, I get it. But no, there really wasn't much of an ideological fault line between Obama and Hillary, at least domestically. I mean, they had the Iraq issue, but Frank, I, I'm pretty convinced that if Obama had been in the fucking Senate in 2002, he would have voted to oh, go definitely. in war. Right? Probably. <laughs> yeah, without a no. doubt. Uh, so, I mean, so you're talking about somebody who is in a position where they have a record of it and a guy who made a speech to a bunch of whoever the fuck in, in Chicago in 2000. He was in, he was in Hyde uh, Park. Like, Hyde Park is yeah. a weird combination of model train enthusiasts, uh, fucking racial scientists who work at U Chicago Economics, uh, former SDS people. So, like, you can – it's like a combination of far left and, like, left for America, Hyde Park, where I grew up. Uh, so he could it wasn't super risky to say it there I mean I guess it's good that he made the speech while he was the fucking state senator for Hyde Park but it's what we've seen from Obama it's like the the higher up yeah. he goes it was, it was a pretty minor difference really especially yeah. since he couldn't shut up about how I'm even then about how he's not advanced all wars against dumb wars and blah 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 Afghanistan is good and blah 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 but but in the domestic spirit the, literally the entirety of the Contrast between Obama and Clinton was over whether or not health care reform should include an individual mandate. And Obama, if anyone remembers this, was against the individual mandate, yep. which ended up being the centerpiece of Obamacare. So you're talking about total narcissism of small differences in 2008. And so these people who are on board for a neoliberal uh, you know, agenda then are acting now like, hey man, I remember no, you didn't, because that wasn't anything close to the s sort of social democratic movement that, that Sanders represented you were never on and board I mean, with look, that number one, to her credit I guess, Rebecca Traster has always been a Hillary Clintonite she, she came up with the term when she was writing for uh, the intellectual publication Salon, uh, she wrote something about Obama boys. So she was already using this type of bullshit to go against Obama supporters that echoes a lot of the anti-Sanders supporters rhetoric now. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the 08 election. Um, yeah, and like and a lot of this uh, sort of Bernie bro rhetoric was invoked in its sort of, uh, you know, an, uh, an early stage against Obama supporters. And, and again, I think it was like, uh, to use a, a stupid buzzword, uh, gendered in that like support for Obama was uh, conceived of as 
conceived of as being a guy thing and that who were being mean to uh, women, uh, the Hillary supporters. And again, you uh, have another uh, really good example of this in uh, your article. You bring up um, one of my favorite people who to come out of this election, Amy Siskind. Rule. Amy Siskind. Who is just like the rules. perfect example of. OG Puma, baby! Of, <laughs> like an, a, a truly atrocious person who has. Um, like glommed on to kind of social justice language, even though she... To this day, I'm convinced that to this day she actually believes that dildo rockets were shot <laughs> at Barbara Boxer at the Nevada G- Repo- Democratic Convention. Uh, you're, she's a Wall Street executive, and also, in her own words, an expert on helping women and girls advance and succeed. And she said, uh, uh, let's face it, if you're a Sanders fan, unless you're white and male, you're in for the leftovers that trickle down. Um, and then Siskind is also refers to herself as, quote, a pioneer in the distressed debt trading market. <laughs> and in 08, and in 08, after Obama won the nomination from Hillary Clinton, she pledged all of her support to Sarah Palin as the most progressive and liberal candidate left because she was the one that would advance, would be about advancing women. Hey, girl, you ready for Hillary? By the way, you have to be out by the third of the month or I will call the sheriff. <laughs> right. And like, like I said, she doesn't pose a threat to them whatsoever. So that Hillary Clinton is the easiest candidate for them to choose. They can put on a show of being against Trump's fascism, his Islamophobia. This is another funny thing. Now a lot of them are allies of us poor little Muslims. They, they're going to, you know, they we can't support Trump because he'll hurt our Muslim friends, you know. So it's just all of it is all of it is a big <laughs> fucking show. Right? Oh. By the way, uh. Rebecca Traster had an article in uh, New York Magazine uh, in one of their in the online sections this week that said, um, really not as an exaggeration or like a, a, any kind of ironic statement, said this election now between Hillary and Donald Trump is a civil war in America or is the equivalent of a civil war in America, which is like not only one of the most ahistorical things I think you could possibly write, it's also like really fucked up and dangerous. To, I mean... Like this is this is not helpful. This is not a good look, Rebecca. Well, I mean they they have to they have to sort of hit the, it, because if you say to them if they were to admit that it's not because it's gender, then and if you can sort of undermine the dumb experience arguments and get things done arguments, which are basically self-refuting, because every argument about how Bernie Sanders can't accomplish his agenda as president applies exactly to her. They'll, they would have to admit that what they like is that she is a neoliberal candidate and they don't want higher taxes and they don't want the, to have to deal with the, you know, whatever would be implied no. by a social democratic agenda. These people are so bad. What are we going to do, guys? What are we going to do? It's going to get so much worse. <laughs> that's, a, that's, our, that's our motto for the show, It's going to get so way. much worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets worse. <laughs> but um but we'll we'll all still be here uh and you have your own podcast now right yeah, it's called delete your account so would you say that delete your account is like um the athena that has burst forth from the head of zeus aka yes, Capo trap house that is exactly no um <laughs> i've been wanting to do a podcast forever and then um you know i guess you guys making one was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to do it because I thought it would be a lot harder than it is. Um, I do a lot of freelance work, so it eats away at that, and freelance work is a pain in the ass as it is already. 
But no, it's, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. We aren't as good as y'all guys. And I know my um, QMARs and everyone else is going to get mad at me. But I listened to y'all's show for the first time, I think a week or two ago. And I was like, wow, these guys are fucking good. They even have a fucking name for their listeners. You Like you call them gray wolves. And I'm like, I need to get on this, dude. We need to come up with a fucking name, QMARs. Come on. And now we can never, ever go to Southeast Turkey. We'll be instantly murdered. Uh, speaking of uh, no. bad people on Twitter, something just got messaged to me that I think we should talk about because I'm I'm so blown away. Um, I don't. Know oh, we love you're... breaking news. Oh, we lo- definitely. Is it, we lo- Let's do it. Do 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 do. Chapo. Do do do. Chapo. Breaking news. Okay, a user by the name of Fem Esk or Brienne of Snarth. I think you all are Oh, wow. Snarth. Yeah. The worst. Oh, dude, oh, she yeah. fucking, she's amazing. <laughs> okay, so okay, she's get ready. awful. Get ready for this take, you guys. It is the hottest take I've ever seen. You know what happened to that poor two-year-old kid with the gator? Oh, yeah. fuck. So she writes, quote, I'm so finished with white men's entitlement lately that I'm really not sad about a two-year-old being eaten by a gator because his daddy ignored signs. What? Wow! Yeah. What? Oh my God, that's a good take. That's oh a really God. fucking Drinking good take. Drinking from my mug of white tears. Holy uh, shit! Uh, yeah, your child, your two-year-old child who hasn't captured language, his last moments on Earth were sheer terror as a uh, fucking prehistoric, prehistoric creature reptile ripped his body apart. apart and killed him. Uh, Oh, wait, uh, let me count all the fucks I give about white male guilt. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I cannot, I cannot think of a, I cannot think of a better representation of this sort of, like, cold-blooded, hyper-ambitious, ruthless class of people than someone who said that they literally feel nothing that um, some guy's toddler was eaten by an alligator. I've always wondered what would it be like if Murray Rothbard watched Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, Holy just, fuck, what a monster fuck. this lady is. Dude, th- there are follow-up tweets. She says, you really think there there are no fucking consequences to anything? A goddamn sign told you to stay out of the water in Florida? I'm sad for the kid's other family members who have to pretend not to hate that dad and to try to act like it wasn't his goddamn fault. I just, oh. I'm, I cannot oh believe it. Well, hold on a minute. She was, she was just, re- she was shaped by that, by the scene in Game of Thrones when... The, the shepherd shows up and shows Khaleesi the bones of his child who got fried and eaten by her dragon. And she was like, shut up, white boy. This bitch is going to Westeros. <laughs> uh, in, uh, a, they're remaking Terminator, and at the end they actually lower child John Connor into, into the molten iron, and Sarah Connor starts crying, and but then Terminator goes... I know why you cry because of white entitlement, but it is something that I cannot do. I'm, I'm like, I, I can't. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rakaya. I, 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 I ruined, I ruined my brain on John Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh. You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she? Huh? Put them back on. Formaldehyde face. That's what That's we got. That's enough out of you. <laughs> Get out or I call the cops. Call the cops? You know what you need? You need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. Uh, Brienne of Snarth, wh- what happened to you? Like, seriously. Yeah, holy fuck, man. Like, what, Are you... Like, like, what I, was, she, was she, like, raised by a family of gators? 
<laughs> I don't right. know. We, we should probably uh, we should probably wrap things up here. But uh, just in closing, I'm so glad you shared with us that um, extraordinary yeah, series. Nice. Yeah, yeah, holy no, fuck! I, thank I, you. I mean, like honestly, I can't think of a better uh, capstone to our conversation about bougie feminism there than an go. actual bougie <laughs> feminist saying once again. I have no sympathy for the toddler that was just eaten by an alligator. A toddler or rather, I have no sympathy. turned into a white man. So there you this go. This is my thesis. This is my closing <laughs> argument. PCU okay. will, will know that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. My, my brain has been rotted as well. Rakaya! Uh, Rokaya. You can just call me Rocky. Is that easier? Rock La Familia. Uh, if, people want, if people want to read you, uh, where should they go? Um, my website is R-O-Q-C-H-A-M-S dot com, or they could just, I mean, look me up on Twitter at R-O-Q-C-H-A-M-S, and yeah, I'm there all the time, so. <laughs> and, uh, and check out the podcast, is that available on iTunes, and, uh, it's Delete yep. Your Account. Delete uh, Your Account. Available and, on iTunes. Right. And, uh, your other favorite podcasting platforms and right and i'm gonna also you know tap into the gray wolves i'm gonna try and borrow some and have them subscribe to us as well so i'm gonna work on my little gray wolf sign so i can join the club too well what there are, well, there well, are mean, plenty like, of other fascist militias out there that you can borrow uh, well, I mean, a name from the gray wolves sometimes go to arkans tigers i think that's a good but one. yeah now you can you can you can co-op the gray wolves you can do yeah arkans tigers you can do the guardians of the cedars Hey, shit, you can do Lebanese forces. Oh, yeah, I need to like, talk to Peter Dow about that. He knows what's up. <laughs> Lord's Resistance Army. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. good one. <laughs> Coney 2016. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on. Women of the world, take over. Because if you don't, the world will come to an end. We're gonna wait. Wait, wait for what? You know, that really answers my fucking question. Well, when you get some kind of master plan, you let me know, huh?